And then one day I just made literally like eight or 10,000 on gold going from Tampa to Chicago, just a flight. Like I, I literally sold gold, landed, made 10,000. <laughs> literally, and then showed like my girlfriend and we're like, holy shit, let's yeah, go shopping. Like that's, it's, that's it's crazy. Like that. Hi right, everybody, we're here with Alexandre. He is one of the profitable traders in the world, currently trading on TFT. He recently got a $2,000 payout and we're gonna get into a bit more in your story. We talked a little bit about it, but um, yeah, it's good, to, it's good to have you here. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. So long story short, born and raised in Lebanon. I moved here when I was a freshman in high school and my brother moved here with me when he was in college. My parents saw no future for us, obviously, in Lebanon's a third world country. Mm. So brought us over here to start, you know, our careers like everybody else, go to school, then college, all that. And then I dabbled into Forex trading when I was a freshman in college looking for money. I was actually working full time for Smoothie King. And how old are you again? 24. 24. Okay. Yeah, I turned 25 in a week, so technically 25. Okay, let's go. May birthday? May 7th. So yeah. am I. Oh, yeah. May 22nd, yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's interesting. Are you Gemini? No, I'm a Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Here we in go. So school. Lebanon, you're from Lebanon. You're here. Lebanese food's amazing. Delicious. Yeah. I actually saw a uh, food truck over in Tampa. I think it's called Time or Thyme. Okay. Or something like that. And it's it looks amazing. It's there's a the there's an amazing place around here. It's called Beirut. It's in Doral, so it's like 20 minutes from here. It's Lebanese food. It's fire, dude. Good. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Because there's really a place good. in Tampa, obviously where I'm currently residing. Yep. It's called Biblos, and it's it's not all that. It's overhyped. It's overpriced. It's it's not that good. It's not that authentic. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, this, I, I'm this place Beirut is super food. authentic. They have like hookah, like oh, right at yeah. the tables and exactly. shit. Exactly, big hookah guy. Yeah, yeah, you're hookah. Oh, yeah, because you said in the text, you're like, yes, yo, sir. you want to do hookah? Always. I'm actually a big hookah guy too. Yeah, you know, I try to, I used to keep it in moderation until I started owning my own. Oh, shit. And that's where it went. <laughs> went downhill from there. It becomes there. like, yeah, whenever you're trying to celebrate a good day in trading or whatever it is, because I had this $1,000 a day rule. Whenever mm -hmm. I made $1,000 in a day, I would bring out a cigar. Okay. And then that changed to hookah. Mm -hmm. And now just hookah became like a, oh, there's the Lakers playing tonight. Bring it out. <laughs> All that different stuff. So now it's just a... You just do tobacco though? No, You should try CBD hookah. I don't do any of that stuff. No CBD. Okay. No cigarettes, no CBD, no weed, nothing against it. Even though yep. I truly believe like weed is more... Benefit. I don't do weed personally. Yeah. yeah it's I'm more beneficial. I mean, it has less harm. It's a plant, mm -hmm. you know. However, I just, hookah works for me. It's in my culture. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to dose it down because I actually went to a, uh, a doctor mm -hmm. that ran a whole scan on me and uh, it showed that my lungs are not doing very well. So. He's like, he, the result was like, yeah, it was off the chart. Dead, death by hookah. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was completely <laughs> off the chart. So I've oh, been having shit. to try to bring it back down. So, oh, shit, dude. You know, we're going to try to bring it down to once a week. You must be blowing a lot of hookah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like I said, man, there's so many events going on right now between okay. Saturday nights, UFC. Yeah. Then you got Forex. I personally trade just from Tuesday night to Thursday night. I try to mm -hmm. stay away from Sunday, Monday, Friday. Mm -hmm. And I'll get into that later. And, uh, you know, all these different sport events, playoffs. You own like a, what, lounge or something? Or what do no, you No, 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 I don't. I just own a, my own personal hookah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can, <laughs> to, to, to have access to one and get it started is super Dude, easy. Dude, I should have brought a hookah. I oh, know, that'd be, that, that would have been dope. Yeah, I have a hookah, like my own personal hookah too uh -huh. at my apartment. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I mean, we'll, we'll go out and we'll smoke some hookah. Yeah. God damn. So, so yeah, all right. So 24, right? 24. T turning 25. Um, when did you get into 
trading. So I got into trading right when I was 18, freshman year of college. I was in need of money and I was typing all different sorts of like how to make money online. And that wasn't even how I got into it. Some dude reached out to me on Instagram. Like it was, uh, he had it on like a, like a max shootout or something. Like he was just reaching out to everybody. Mass message, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at first I thought it was a scam, but I was really desperate to the point where I didn't care. I mean, I had nothing to lose. I was already burdened that making $12 an hour at Smoothie King, you know, <laughs> barely paying rent. So I was like, something needs to change. So you went to college or no? Yeah, yeah. I went to college. This was like during college. Okay. So I like knew obviously when I got out of college, things were going to get more stable. But like during college, I didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, go to school full time and then have to run and work overtime at Smoothie King to barely make ends meet. Yep. So when the dude reached out, even though I thought, because, you know, Forex at the time wasn't as big as it is now. So like now it's a lot more well known. You have a lot of big names out there. So as long as you stay that direction, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But with that guy, I just went, you know, all in. And at the time, all in to me was $100. Mm. So I went in $100, but he had not explained like lot sizing. He hasn't explained leverage, nothing. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go on a dollar lot size out of my 100. That's not, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like a bad risk. That's 1%. Mm-hmm. But really, when the trade went 10 pips the other way, I blew my account. Because you didn't understand. Correct. Right? No one taught me anything about leveraging or lot sizing or any of that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of, all of it, I've really never bought a course. I've been part of like mentorship groups where like mm-hmm. I've been mentored. I don't know if you know him or not, but my huge mentor is QB Stu. QB Stu. Yeah. Interesting. Jason Stewart. So. Yeah. I know. I've known QB Stu. Yeah. Love that guy. He's as real as it gets. Um, you know, obviously he's a student of QBanks. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I've flown out to Atlanta many times. He's taught me things. I've, we used to have webinars every week. So like I've never really purchased a, a course, but I've been exposed to a lot of mentorship. Tell the people about, I don't know much about QB Stu's mentorship and stuff. How does it work? Yeah, I mean, so Jason Stewart pretty much just, he has, he built his own course that he won't charge you for as long as you're part of his like circle. Mm -hmm. And so you pretty much just go through it and then he'll just do a webinar like once or twice a week, breaking down a a chart. And um, it's just not, it's it's all, it's not just Forex lessons, it's like life lessons. So like Mm -hmm. he involves, so he used to be, he used to be a college football player Mm -hmm. and he almost made it pro, but he didn't. So he, he relates everything to video games and football. So like he looks at charts the way you would look at it on the football field, like mm-hmm. yardage. Like say you're first and 10, mm-hmm. right? You just executed a trade. Well, now you're second and 12, you're just in drawdown. And then when you get that first down, you just hit TP1. So stuff like that, like he just puts it into perspective. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's like some he, weird psychology, but that's it, interesting. It is, and yeah. there's so much more into it. Like he he just breaks things down. Like I've, I traded four years before I even like, dabbled into Jason Stewart whatsoever. And then the second I just met him and started using his psychology of just how he looks at it and just like, you know, he just sits on his hands, lets the thing go. He trusts himself, let my strategy run. And it turns out great. And that's amazing. He's he's insane. I mean, the things he's done from nothing. I mean, you look at some of his videos, dude, the dude was just like walking down the street with like 27 cents in his bank account back in like 2019, I think. And he was saying how like in 2022, those feet that he's walking on are seven figure feet and he knows that he's put everything into it and he's invested into his team and all that stuff. And it doesn't matter because he knows what he can do. And I mean, he's accomplished insane amount of stuff. It's crazy. It speaks volumes to, um, his per like his belief, right? He has a high level of self belief. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of his content. Um, it's all like super inspirational, super creative, exactly. A really creative guy. And, and I have seen a bit about how he ties it to football. And, uh, at the end of the day, it just is, makes sense. Like he's per, he's trying to provide a structure and a logic to this struggle that you're going through, and, and he's done football at a per, like 
almost as high of a level. Oh as yeah, you can. Memphis Tigers. I yeah, mean, he's it's crazy. Like, you know, and he recently I saw he played in the whatever league that was uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, so yep. so he's definitely an interesting character um, in the space. Personally, have not met a trader um, in his program until until talking to you. So. I think it's interesting. I mean, where does he still accept students and stuff or no? Yeah, I mean, like here and there, you can reach out to him. He'll do like mm-hmm. one-on-one mentorships. But this is something he started back then. It was limited. So you had to kind of jump the gun to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to him and ask. But like as far as as far as far Jason, to me, what stood him out over the rest was the fact that he wasn't just flaunting money and, you know, showing off his exotic cars. I mean, he has an Audi. He, he has he has a great life. He lives mm-hmm. in downtown, like Atlanta and everything. He has a great apartment. Mm-hmm. He just, that's not what brings you to him. What brings you to him is the value that he provides on Instagram. Like he's always on some life lessons. He'll show you like profits that are like legit live. Like while he's holding it, it's not just screenshots. And his strategy is just, he's a swing trader. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing where me and him don't like, (laughs) I'm not a swing, I'm not a swing trader. I'll I'll hold the trade max for like a day. And that's if I'm in drawdown. Like I like to just be in and out. I'm a scalper. Um, I try to trade in between sessions. So if I'm trading the agent session, I'm just trading the agent session because every trade trades different in different sessions. So you don't want to get caught when they're cross sessions, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't hold over the sessions or no? Never. And I no. try not to go to bed with a trade either, unless mm-hmm. I have my SL at break even. That's okay. usually how I roll. But so uh, getting, so it sounds like you, you say you were trading four years and then um, you met QB Stew. Correct. And then from there, the psychology kind of clicked Correct. for you. This, did the strategy change at all or what strategies have you gone through? A little bit. So with me before QB Stew, I was a lot on like price action and candlestick formations and stuff like that. And I would just wait for, like, you know, I traded Bollinger Bands. I relied a lot on indicators and oscillators. And then when I met him, he kind of just broke down the chart. We cleaned it up, just too simple, like one moving average, one EMA. And then we run a lot of Fibonacci retracements. And, you know, as long as everything, top-down approach, D1, H4, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then as long as everything's making sense, trades reacting right to the different Fibonacci levels and, the you know, the candlesticks are bouncing off the uh, resistance or support, like how, whatever we're looking at, if it does what it does and you're patient enough to not just jump because you think it's going to go down, but because you know it's going to go down because it's showing you. So one thing he told me always, like, don't trade what you think, trade what you see. Like the market will show you what it's doing. Like look to the left. It's done it before. The can the, the day will open at a certain price. It will close at a certain price. It'll either stay in between or either just bounce up and down or it'll break through. That's all it's going to do. So do what it shows you it's going to do. And if you lose money, here's one of his best quotes. He said when he used to lose money in Forex, it didn't bother him because it's not like he just went and spent $2,000 at dinner. He wasn't getting that back, right? But with Forex, if you spent, if you lost $2,000 on a trade, it's in the market. You know where to go back and get it. All you got to do is just trade it. Like I made $2,000, you lost $2,000. You make $2,000, I make $2,000. So when I lose money now, I don't look at it as, oh my God, I'm out $2,000. I'm just like, all right. My 2000 now is sitting in the market. I just got to go back and get it. That's the difference. So like just little things like that and just little quotes, like just sit on your hands, for example, right? Because I have this big thing. I used to have FOMO when it came to trading. Like mm-hmm. I always think like, all right, resistance is right here. Trade's right here. Might as well just go in it right here, put the stop loss right above and hope to God it's going to bounce off. Mm-hmm. Well, why hope to God? Now you're just gambling. Like if you want to turn this into a profession, you have to have a strategy. You have to see what the actual trade is going to do, what it's going to show you. And then you execute. There's no point of just saying, all right, hopefully it reacts to it. Because, yeah, of course, sometimes that's what a resistance is. It, it resists the candlestick from pushing through. But if the volume for one pair is stronger than the other or for one currency stronger than the other, it's going to push through it. You know, like it's broken. Resi- it, things break resistance every day. Oh, yeah. So you can't just keep jumping on trades before they 
hit resistance. You got to see how it reacts, you know? So if it goes up, touches it, bounces down, great. Wait for the next candlestick open. Does it form a bearish engulfment? If it does, we're in on the next one. Instead of now you waited two hours if you're trading the hourly, but now you have a much better confirmation. Potentially your lattes can be bigger, so you have more room for profits and your risk is less. So you can just sit here, you got a better entry point, you know what's going down. Deep down, you know you can just sit on your hands, like he says, yeah. and watch the trade melt and you're good versus just hoping to God the second's gonna go up there, it's not just gonna shoot through and break you. Do you, um, I know some people look at these type of statistics. Do you find you're selling or buying more? Selling. In trades, okay. Man, my so, eyes. So I noticed you said meltdown, so correct. it's like, yeah, yeah. so you're so, more selling. Yeah, okay. so my eyes always sees like head and shoulders the way it's supposed to be, a double top instead of a double bottom or mm -hmm. an inverse head and shoulders. Like I always see sells over buys. Mm -hmm. I do take buys if it like obviously is screaming a buy and it present like it broke some trend line and it's looking like a huge move or some economical like news came out. You know, if it's looking like a buy, I'll take it. But mm -hmm. like, if you check my trades, 95% are sells. And I usually just trade EU too. So you see, okay, EU's, EU's been a very profitable pair for a yeah. lot of people. So it, it seems like you know what you're talking about. What is, describe to me like three trading setups that you would take hypothetically. Like what, what patterns are they? What time frame, whatever. Yeah, so usually... So second I load up EU, I usually only trade EU in 30 minutes after the New York stock opened, the New York stock exchange opens or London session, right? London session is my preferred method. The only reason why I try to stay away from London sometimes is because the heavy news that's backed into it. So a lot of my strategies won't work mm -hmm. because news can just shoot it either way. So say I'm just looking at EU. I start with the D1 just to get the over the uh, overall direction of the trend. Mm -hmm. Once I have that broken down, I'll go down to H4 and I'll mark all my resistance and my supports. Then we'll go down to H1 and now we're looking for patterns. Head and shoulders, double top, all that different stuff. Trend mm -hmm. lines, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go to the M30 where I start looking at candlestick formation. So like say for example, our D1 is bearish. All right, great. We go down to H4, we're getting close to resistance. Awesome. We go down to the H1. Now we're looking at um, now we're looking at uh, like a pattern. Correct. We're yeah. looking for patterns to I'm form. I'm visualizing exactly what you're saying. Correct. Right? So we're looking for patterns to form. So we know it's bearish. We see a double top forming. We see it getting close to the trend line. Great. Now I'm switching on the M30 and I'm waiting for execution. I need to see it form the double top. I need to see it bounce off the resistance, and then I need to see the 18 moving average cross over the eight exponential moving average. Once that happens, I will put my SL above that crossover, and then we're running with it. So interesting. Yeah, it's it's a very. I'll show it to you so later. So I know. It's, so I understand. So basically, the daily is kind of where you're starting off. Right? Correct. You're looking to see. All right, is price action momentum bearish? Mm -hmm. Is there a confirmation candle showing that there's like breaks of structure on the lower time frame? Yep. Then you're going down to the H4, and you're looking for kind of like support and resistance levels. Correct. Right? Because that's usually where they respect them the most. Like if I yeah. see like a chart was just like consolidating here, and then a break, mm -hmm. boom, I marked that. I'll, I'll do a whole and the four hour is a solid I mean when I used to trade more four hour was a solid like you could see structure there like their support and resistance is solid like it's not zooming in too far correct and then it sounds like the one hour is where you're executing you're looking for like patterns I'm, I'm, for no I'm executing on the M30 okay so then one hour what are you looking for for patterns? the patterns so I'm okay. looking for the patterns and then M30 is when I'm looking for candlestick formations bearish engulfments doji mm -hmm. any of that stuff and then when i see that i execute on the next candle do you know how long it takes for normally a trade to materialize from you looking at the daily to the 30 minute do you know like an average time that it takes because this could be this could take a while 
realistically. 100%. So usually like sometimes I'll get lucky where I'm just doing it. Everything's looking good mm -hmm. and then we're ready to go. Sometimes it's I'll set it all up. I'll leave some notes like, all right, sell here. This is what we're waiting for. It's doing this. Be patient for the next session, right? But usually I would say, I mean, my analysis when I'm on the computer and I'm doing what I got to do, it's usually like an hour to two to really just chart up a whole entire chart to digest an entire chart it takes like an hour or two mm -hmm. if i'm just looking back two to three days just say but if we're looking overall i mean it's it could be a couple hours and then sometimes it's been days before i even executed because i'm one thing that i've really done because you know the first four years were sloppy right mm -hmm. so i've built a lot of bad habits so the past two years i've been trying to clean those bad habits up so i've been very strict on discipline and when to actually take a trade because if i take a trade not when I want to take it. I've pretty much broken my entire strategy in my checklist. And if I do that, it's like, what's the point of, what's the point of practicing it if I'm just going to break it, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm really trying to get to the point where it's just all systematic. Like step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Great. It's here. Go. Done. That's why I can't do a lot of AI trading. Like I know AI trading right now is blowing up and everything, but I'm not big on that. Like mm -hmm. I just... I got to be in control because then it's like, all right, what did I just put in all these six years of work? If I, if I can buy an AI mm -hmm. and you can buy the same one, I have 10 years of experience. You have none, for example. Mm -hmm. We're the same traders. The yeah, AI what's is the difference? Yeah, exactly. What's the difference? Yeah. And say for whatever reason, a firm, you know, gives you no access to using an AI. What are you going to do if you're relying on Forex? Mm -hmm. So I try to always try to sharpen the blade, keep up my practice, you know, like it's... Practice is practice, a skill is a skill. Like to, to know how to trade Forex is, a, is one of the hardest skills in the world because I've done many things. I mean, I've worked in many different industries and I've never seen a, an, any industry that will test you more mentally and emotionally than Forex trading. That's for it does sure. not exist. It's for, for damn sure. I mean, finance already is a stressful, high pressure, high performing industry. That's what I'm in. I'm in and, finance. Yeah. So it's like the Forex specifically, you know, one of the hardest markets in the world Big to time. trade for sure. I mean, Granted, people can trade Forex, they can trade indices, commodities, crypto, of right? Course. But overall, it's all the same, CFDs mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um, so question, uh, do you trade from your computer or from your phone? Good question. So pretty yeah. much I'll I'll do all the analysis. I refuse to do any analysis on my phone. Mm -hmm. I gear away, I steer away from that. I try to just do all my analysis on my computer. I'll chart it up. I'll know exactly what I'm looking at, but then I'll execute from my phone. I find it very weird to actually trade on the computer. I like the, the mobile setup way better when I'm like, you know, getting into a trade out of it, adjusting a cell. Mm -hmm. But on the computer, I'm always just charting up everything. My entire analysis is done on the computers, executed on the phone, always. MT5? Four. MT4, MT4. I'm just used to four. Everybody MT4, keeps saying MT5 okay. is so much better, but... <laughs> MT5 on the phone is is It's superior. faster. Apparently. It's superior, like, yeah. yeah. The one thing I like about MT5 on the phone is just that you can drag the stop loss. If you don't ever move your stop loss, great. It's very minor thing, uh -huh. but it's just seamless. Yeah, yeah you can so do it's it like, on the computer. It's not, it's not like a big thing. But um, I will say it's interesting because there's people that speak on and they're like, in order to be professional, trade on your computer, trade on MT5, da da da, da. And then I, when I was always trading, I always did on my phone. It was Correct. easier, ease of use, right? It was just better to monitor when you go outside, whatever, you look at it. Correct. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like 50-50 when I talk to people. I will I will say this, I talked about this with someone else. A lot of people wanna, do you chart on TradingView? Yeah. That's where you chart? Yep. So there is kind of a hack for TradingView. Um, people don't know this, but, if you just open an account with Awanda, like a demo account, you can tr connect that account to a trade copier and you can trade directly on TradingView because you can log into Oanda on TradingView. Uh -huh. And then you can just trade on a TradingView, trade on Oanda, 
technically, and then that will just copy your funded account and you can just trade on TradingView. Oh, wow. And people don't know this, like, and it's it's very simple thing to do. Um, there's some traders I know on TFT that do this, but for the people that complain like, oh, when's TFT gonna be on TradingView, da, 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 uh -huh. like you can really just do this already if you kind of have, it's like five bucks a month for the trade copier, right. you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So anyone out there that's listening that's like interested, just sign up an Oanda account, same leverage as a TFT account, just copy it over, you yep. know, execution will be fairly similar. Um, so yeah, that's, that's like a little hack there. So are you a full-time trader right now? No, I'm not. So okay. I, it's, what do you do? I technically am. I have full-time two things. So like I have my degree in finance. Mm -hmm. So I'm in data analytics right now for JP Morgan. Mm -hmm. So I do oh, that. We might want to hire you. Uh -huh. <laughs> we might, we might want to hire you. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I do that, which I love. I mean, I have a, in my, like my life, every, per, every person's life is different when mm -hmm. it comes to purpose. My purpose is, you know, I went to college. I come from a third world country. I wasn't gonna throw my degree away. I'm 24, mm -hmm. I'm too young to just go all in on one thing. Now I've done yeah. the full-time trading for two years before. So I went from 20 to 22 without working a job, just trading Forex. I liked it at the time I was bored because my entire friends were working. Mm -hmm. Everyone had a job. I was trading overnight. I'd wake up when they come back from work. Like it was just, I felt like I didn't have a life. Mm -hmm. So with, the, with, with having a job, especially like something like JP Morgan, mm -hmm. it gives me structure, right? It's a great job. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Career, I mean, yeah, yeah like I, I don't sit here and shit on nine to fives mm -hmm. ever. I mean, if you're if you're in a good nine to five and you like it, and like to me, JP Morgan helps enhances my forex performance because when I relied just on forex, I realized my my performance started going down mm -hmm. because a at the time I didn't have that much capital in the bank, so I didn't have like a like a reserve or a fallback to go to if things went south. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest thing because when you're trading, say your bills are four thousand, and you're trading, you take your first share of the month, you're down two. Well, now you got to make six thousand just to pay the bills. You know, and it, it becomes tricky if you don't have that cushion. At the time, as I said, I, I wasn't as systematic and I was trading my own money. There wasn't prop firms. So you're using your your savings to trade for a living. At the time, it sounded crazy. I made it happen, but it is, it I was bored. Yeah, yeah I was just crazy. bored. Yeah. So to me, like now, there's just a lot more structure in my life. Like Monday through Friday, I got my job. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym at night. I trade at night. I don't hold trades over the over the night because mm -hmm. I have work the next day. So it just ends up working perfect for me. It's double income. Mm -hmm. My job pays all my bills. Keep, I keep some from my job. And then that way Forex is all profitable and that can go back into investments. Mm -hmm. It can go a little bit into crypto. You know, I'm not huge into crypto yet. That's but kind of the purpose of all this, right? Exactly. It's like, exp like exponential, have exponential income. Exactly. And yeah. I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to work my entire life. I don't mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. But if I don't work, I'm going to have a business that requires me to go work in it. Like I'm never just going to sit there and trade for us. Cause to me, and I learned this the hard way over trading will kill you. Mm -hmm. It really will. Mm -hmm. So like once your greed overcomes your need, you will bleed. And that has stuck with me since day one. I'm telling you, like if I'm just sitting here trading every hour, just because I want to make the most amount of money, you're going to lose that day. You're going to have a negative day, almost guaranteed, at least with my trading. Mm -hmm. I like to just stick to the system like we were talking about, break down the chart, wait for um, mm. wait for the execution, make my money. It's usually 1% a day. Once I make my 1% a day, I'm done trading. It's that simple. It's 1% a day. That's usually what I go for. That's the strategy. Yep. Okay. That's the strategy. That's with me. And then once I get to 5%, what I've learned with prop firms, mm -hmm. I stop trading. So, <laughs> Why is that? Because <laughs> I've, I mean, I've gotten, uh, I've gotten up to like 115, 120 thinking, all right, before the month even started, I told myself, once I get to 5,000, I'm done trading, right? You get to 5,000 in two days, three days, you're thinking, if I got to 5,000 in three days, I can make 
30 or 40 by the end of the month. That's the devil. Exactly. Your girlfriend's <laughs> hyping you up. Your friends are hyping you up. You're like, all right, yeah. now I got to put on a show. And then, <laughs> yeah. boom, see ya. Yeah. You know, you lose your account. That's and you got to restart. And that's the worst thing. Yep. You know, I've been through it. I've lost accounts. I've lost plenty of accounts. I mean, I'm almost if anybody tells you they got into a problem, they've never lost an account, they're lying to you. I mean, people lose accounts. It's all about... You know, it's all about being patient, learning why you lost it, learning from your mistakes. Less, learn, I mean, losses are always lessons. And what went wrong? You know, if I made it up to 106, what did I do to get to 106? And then what I do to lose that account after so I don't have to do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've learned that just the hard way. Like when you make your money, make your money and be done. If that means I have to buy three to four different accounts, trade them at different times and just get to my goal on each, that's what I'm going to do. Because I've ran through the statistics. I've asked traders. Those that go for the big money that are making 80, 100,000, they don't keep the account the entire year. They'll lose that account within two to three months because yeah. it's a fact. And those that are making two to 3,000 a month, 4,000, longevity-wise, they're going to make money. They're going to keep the account, which is the most important thing in my eyes. Because like I said, to me, Forex is not that, not like it's a side hustle. It's still, I consider it a full-time thing. Like I want to retire from Forex, mm-hmm. but I have to move correctly. I can't just sit here and like go from zero to 100 just because I'm going to go I, eight yeah. lots into US 30. It's not happening. I mean, it might melt the second I do it. Great. Yeah. What are the odds going to happen next month? You know, you just, you have to be systematic. You have to have a goal and you have to just stick to your, you have to stick to your plan. Every person's different. In response to the nine to five thing, um, I think this is kind of like a, nat- a natural evolution to transition into potentially becoming like more of an entrepreneur, right? Um, so right now you have a nine to five because one, you were bored, one, it's more money, one, you're gaining experience, you're super young, right? Mm-hmm. You're just trying to learn more, become more intellectual, just become more disciplined, provide structure. But, you know, at some point, maybe you have enough money to invest in a business you know, or you start your own business or whatever, Correct. right? And at that point, I feel that's the natural transition for people to go from a nine to five, like, all right, you're trading, but also you've started maybe a local business or an online business or whatever it is, right? You've invested in real estate. You're managing your real estate. Exactly. Then it makes sense to transition. So I'm glad that you had that realization. You're first generation uh, to America. Yeah. So yeah, it's like kind of, I'm second generation in America. And, oh, and nice. I, yeah, and I um, basically, you know, I went to college. Like I got a degree in IT. Uh-huh. And after college, I was like, ah, oh, fuck a nine to five. I'm never going to work a nine to five. Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. Like, I was super passionate. But then- I dialed back and was like, oh, I need to have gratitude about my degree. Like not many people have this. This is a great opportunity. Instead of Ubering, I could be working at, you know, a pharmaceutical company in IT. So I got a nine to five. And I do think that that propelled me because a lot of the skills that I learned in my nine to five, I was working in IT operations, marketing and sales. And I worked in other functions as well. That I took to with me into my business and I applied that. And I think that's what really allowed me like gaining those skills, learning from all these various people, Exactly. you know, the structure, all that. It really did build that momentum. So yeah, I don't, you know, people shit on nine to fives or whatever. It's a build, it's a stepping stone if you use it or it's a career and it's a very reputable thing to do. It's a very good use of your time, of your skill. You know, yep. you can make a lot of money with nine to fives too. Um, I think the moral of the story is is whether you're working nine to five or you're trading of your own business, like you you're not retired. Like exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like you're working. You should be active. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I'm big on that. Like I said, like the whole thing with the job, 
like you said, it helps build skills that you're not, I mean, I work for a fortune 500 company, you know, it's, it's a huge company. The amount of resources that they have just, I know, let's set the tone. JP Morgan like runs the world. Exactly. I mean, it really is. You see all these banks just failing right now and JP Morgan's yeah. just bailing them out one by one. I mean, yeah. it's, and the amount of ways you can go with that, like, right, like I said, right now I'm in data analytics. Mm -hmm. I plan on going into CIB next year, which is, you know, investment banking. So that's going to, that's going to teach me a lot about how banks look at everything in the world, you know, because once I can learn how banks trade mm -hmm. and bring that over to the consumer side, because, you know, bank inductions and all that stuff. Question is, is, does that, do you have to sign something where you can't no. trade with that investment banking? If I do go into that, I might have to do that. So yeah. that's, that's why I haven't done it yet. So that's yeah. what, because I've already told my girlfriend, my family, everybody, I will never give up Forex trading. Mm -hmm. Like if my job, if I have to give up my dream job over just not to, over to trade, mm -hmm. I'll do that. Like trading to me, it changed my world as a kid. I mean, since I was 18, I've driven nice cars. I'm I'm in the best apartments. I travel, like that's all Forex money. That's not my nine to five. My nine to five gives me that comfort. It pays mm -hmm. for my bills. And it guarantees me in my head that if everything goes to shit, end of the day, I'm only excelling on this side, mm -hmm. right? Cause I'm super ambitious, dude. I mean, there's a point where I was a full-time student. I had a full-time job. I was a full-time trader and I was running my company with Forex. So I was, Sounds, sounds like provider. an immigrant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just going just like, in. I didn't believe in sleep. Like for six years straight, yeah. I was sleeping four to five hours a day, and I I still do that. But that's just how I'm wired. I why I'm I perform best when I'm only sleeping four to five hours. This is literally the core of Americans. Like a real American, right. Is this grind, right? This is Amer This is an American, correct? At and the end of the day, 100%. I think people lose sight of that. There's a lot of shit going on in the world right of now. Course. This is what it's about. You've immigrated to the country, or your parents have. Your first generation. And you are fucking grinding. Right. And the reason why I do is because I see what it's like in other places. And a lot of people that are just born here through generations, they don't get to see that. They think America is all it is. And that's mm -hmm. what it has to provide. But when you're in my country and you get electricity, you know, half the day and you have to make use of it. And you have to decide when you want to take a shower because hot water is on X, Y, Z amount of the time. And just so many different things that you lose sight of. And then when you come here, this country has a lot to provide. And if you, whatever you like, there's no specific industry that will just make you rich. Find your passion, mm -hmm. go all in, become the best at it. Even if it's a nine to five, become the best at your nine to five and you will be rich hundred percent. You're getting me fired up because I'm, I'm from America. I'm uh -huh. second generation. So I grew up here. I didn't grow up in a third world country. But when I was in college, I did come to this realization. I was like, holy shit. All of my colleagues, all of my friends are like, fucking off all the time and yeah. and like in america like we have great infrastructure we have great universities we have great opportunity we overall like we have again great infrastructure great roads everything whatever you want to do whatever whatever industry you want to be in you can become the best at it you really can all the resources 100%. are here everyone's fucking off 100 percent, dude. And with the technologies that we have nowadays i mean i'm telling you you can do jobs that would used to take two weeks you can do them now in five minutes you know so it's it's not the load work. It's just, do you really like what you're doing? If you do, you're always going to be interested in learning more about it. And that's how I was a Forex. Like mm -hmm. first two years, I didn't make a single dollar. Like I was negative mm -hmm. for two years straight, depositing into Hugo's way and Eagle FX. <laughs> Boom, blow the <laughs> oh account. I see the account flashing red. See ya, right? Mm -hmm. Had no money. Boom, go. Go get your credit card, cash advance. Mm -hmm. Go into more debt, run it back, blow the account. But all it was for me in the beginning, I saw my mentors making money. So I knew it was possible once you unlock that, that skill. Mm -hmm. So I never lost sight of it. And every day you'll find me in my free time. It used to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. My friends, my ex, everybody would go out. They're drinking. They're doing shit. I'm back in my, ho I'm, I'm back in my house. 
I'm in my office and I'm back testing. Mm-hmm. Back testing, back testing, back testing. No matter how good you get at forex, if you're not back testing, you're gonna lose your skill. I'm a huge believer in back testing. I sit there and back test about five to six hours a week easily. Back testing is huge. Even like, to today. Even till today, and it's okay. only gonna keep on getting. I'm only gonna keep doing it more and more and more. I'm pass like when it comes to passion, forex trading, just forex. I mean, I haven't really gone into options. I've heard good things about options, crypto, all that. I like it. I have respect for them. Forex trading is my thing. It's mm-hmm. like when you know when people say you know you got your brand. Mm-hmm. I want people when they're talking about me, they're gonna be like, okay, he's a forex trader. That's what he does. That's what he. That's what he. Like, we're gonna ask him questions about anything. Like that's just what I do. That's what you do. So I, every day I want to get better. If there's a day that I'm going behind, I mean I track my winning rate mm-hmm. and it just keeps going up. The second I go down, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. What went wrong? What do I need to learn? Am I using the same strategy all the time that it's not working? Do I have to switch something? Is it a pair that I have to stop trading? And that's what I came down to because I used to trade, dude, 20, 30 pairs. I would scroll through my phone. A lot of pairs. <laughs> press it, chart, look at it. Okay, not good. And I was just in disconnect to like what they really were doing. So now I just broke it down to basics. Euro USD, AUD USD, NZD USD, and USD CAD. And I'll do Those gold. Those are the best pairs. Yeah, and I'll do yeah. gold here and there. I try to stay away from it. I mean, gold can be profitable. I've also seen, like, I've seen it break people, right? So if you're the type of gold trader that's going to be in and out, you'll have more success than holding it. Because you'll see gold go between 1990 and 1980. 30 times throughout a week. And then when it decides to move, it'll go from 1990 to 2017 in an hour. You know, so I try to stay away from pairs that are like that. That's why I don't trade like GPP, JPY. Because mm-hmm. if you look at a chart, a tiny like movement on GPP, JPY is like a 50 pip move. It's like 60, 70 pips. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, in the lotas that I use, I'll blow the account. Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing that. So I try to stick to trades where I can give it room to do its thing, where I can set a decent SL that I want to truly set that I think is a good SL, not just an SL that's going to keep me from blowing the account. So if the overall like daily loss is 5,000, I'm not just setting an SL of 4,800. I'm setting an SL that I think, okay, if this pair went to this price, we're fucked. Like get out of this pair, move on, go to the next one, go for a run, do whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that's how, how kind of how I roll. So back to you were saying about America, find your passion. And listen, it's not just America, right? Of course. If you're living in some other part of the world, I mean, obviously, maybe maybe the conditions aren't as good as this country. Right. But you can still find your purpose. You can still work really freaking hard. But I do want to highlight, like like you said, you truly can do what you want in this country. You 100%. literally, you literally, when we were walking in, you were like, so you run the company? Like you were like saying to yeah. me. And I'm like, I'm an example of like the Ameri- like the American dream, quote, quote unquote. Like I had an idea, I worked really fucking hard at it and here we are today and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? They're bending reality, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, like we believe in what we're doing so much so that whatever problem comes our way, there's always a solution. 100%. That's it. I mean, there's nothing left. And that's called being all in. And QB Stu, you're mentioning him. I mean, he's all in on what he does. Like, there's no, there's ultimate belief. And that's another quote that he said. He, yeah. One of his quotes is, if not this, then what? You know, and that's one thing that when he was blowing accounts or things weren't going his way, he kept telling himself, if I don't get good at this or become successful at this, then what? When you don't have a backup plan, you're all in into something. And there's that just becomes left. your food. That's your diet. That's what you live breathe everything that's that's your stuff figure it out make money in it or you're done so he kept telling himself if not this then what you know and yeah boom. it's funny um the one one of the quotes i say a couple quotes people see it on twitter and stuff one of mine is if not now when 
because yeah, that's great when you know what i'm saying like we have the opportunity you have to show up like if it's talking about trading i mean listen monday or sunday night markets open again you exactly. have an opportunity you got to focus now don't put it don't put off don't this and that if you're learning don't put off studying mm-hmm. all that like you just got to get and take action now and another quote that i always say and people see this all the time is i say somebody's got to do it and that's like an Im- that's like an immigrant type Correct. quote because it's like it, it it's like as a me i'm second generation you're first generation as somebody who maybe your family is not established with wealth and all this stuff it's like you start to realize somebody's got to do it. You have to pick up the slack. You Correct. know, you have to be the leader, whether it's your family, your friends, whatever. Correct. Right. Even my, in my business, right? Like there's, there's a reason that I'm in the position of the CEO and it's not just because I know the most, right. it's because I'm choosing to be on top of everything that's going on. Right. Correct. I'm choosing to intently pick up the slack where it's not, you know, per se, other people aren't doing it. And that again, is not because I'm the most knowledgeable, not because I'm the most skilled. That's just my role at the end right. of the day. Um, and I think, you can take that and be the CEO of your business, your trading business, be the CEO of the setup, be the CEO of your life. Like just be, have that persona where you're going to be ultimately um, a leader. And would you exactly. describe yourself as a leader? A hundred percent. Yeah. And what, what traits, why do you think so? I've just always, um, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. So I've just, anywhere I am in any scenario, it's going to sound cocky, but even in my friend group, I mean, you just kind of tend to see other people kind of just following my moves instead of me following them. Mm-hmm. So I tend to bring out this positive energy. I mean, I'm very positive. You'll never hear me say a ne- one negative thing. And if you're a negative person, you're not going to be around me. That's just mm-hmm. as simple as it is. And two, I just have this character where, you know, I'm very nice. I just, I like things a certain way and they have to be fast and correct. Mm-hmm. Right. I hate lazy stuff. I hate lazy people. I can't stand it. But um, so it seems like you move with conviction. I move with conviction, and the, one of the biggest thing is I won't tell you to do something if I'm not doing it myself. So I like model the way for you, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll enable you to act too. So it's not just me telling you, hey, let's go do this, and you're doing it. I'm just sitting here clapping for you. You know, it's more like, all right, let's go do this because I did it too, and we're gonna do it together, and I'm gonna watch you do it. And mm-hmm. if you have any other ideas, let me know, and we'll do it together. Yeah. So. I've always noticed myself, I've always seen myself as a leader versus a follower. Yeah, and if you don't, uh, for anyone listening, if you don't believe you're a leader right now, right? So there's people listening, there's like, I'm not a leader, right? Mm-hmm. I don't take action. I'm not on top of the things. I mean, listen, to, the way to become a leader is to don't lie to yourself, right? If you make these commitments, stick to your, the commitments that you have, um, you know, with yourself, your family, your friends or whatever, and just start small and think big um, at the end of the day and build those little habits, those little commitments up over time. And you can become a leader as well. I think the world we live in today, there's so many men and women um, who are just not leaders. They're just followers. They're just indulging pleasure, all this shit, right? They're not trying to take initiative. Um, And at the end of the day, it's just because they're not making commitments to themselves and keeping them and they're not setting goals and they're not thinking big. Um, So, so for you, um, we kind of started off and I said you made $2,000 with like a payout, right. but yeah. there's more to the story to this, right? So of course, like, get, tell us about your prop trading journey when you got into it and yeah. like, you know, payouts and all that stuff. Yeah. So I used to, like I told you throughout college, four years, I used to trade my own money, any money I had, whether that was through credit cards, cash advances, money I saved up, Christmas money, whatever it was, I would find a way to put an account together. And I had this thing where I would flip a hundred dollars to a thousand weekly. And I realized that, That's all right, wild. I, I did it, me and, my, me, me and my buddy Jonathan, we we used to do it all the time. And then we ran this signal group and we would show the people, we would run like a hundred to a thousand, 
join us on this thing like once a week and we'll get you to a thousand. Just take our signals. And they would do it. And that's wild. Yeah. So I loved that. But in my mind, you know, I was young. It was great money for me. But essentially, if you're doing that every week, you're taking a hundred to a thousand, like almost nothing, you know, like mm -hmm. four under four grand a month. To some people, that's a lot. But when you get older, that's barely rent nowadays, right? Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> so it's like, all right, realistically, I'm getting a thousand percent return on this. Thousand percent return when you're thinking long term, it's not going to be sustainable. So what's a way to, you know, become a much more consistent trader month after month, bringing in the same money, if not more? Boom, the idea of prop rooms came out, brought this in. Second I saw it, loved it. It was FTMO at the time and joined FTMO right away. And they were a great firm. I just, you know, I didn't agree with, they kind of just haven't changed anything since they started. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, literally zero. So I've just kind of like steered away from them. But back to the whole point of the whole prop firm thing, to me, it was such a bonus because when it came to taxes, it was no longer capital gains. Mm -hmm. It became, all right, start a business, form an LLC. And you can get a business credit card, do whatever it is, run, like you said, you know, own, be, be the owner. I became the owner of my trading. So like a loss was an expense. You know, whether that was, I looked at it as I just paid one of my employees account, yeah. or a rent, it is whatever it was. Yep. I, if I paid for a challenge, if I paid for my computer setup, whatever it is, that's all expenses, right? So I started tra treating trading more as a business than just as a, all right, I have a hundred dollars, let's flip it like the casino, right? Yeah. So now if I have a gambling itch, like I'm going to the roulette. casino, 100%. <laughs> I'm a blackjack guy. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what I would do. But now it's a lot more like, all right, prove that you can trade. Great, here's 100 grand. Back to my 5%, that's 5,000 just on that 100 grand. So you did that bi-weekly. I mean, now you're looking at 10,000. Your cut is anywhere between 80 to 90%, depending on how long you've scaled it. That's insane money. Mm -hmm. You have no risk, zero liability. If I break any of the rules, you guys just take the account from me and I just restart, mm -hmm. you know? I'm not sitting here losing my own money. So then the whole emotional side of it, out of the window. That's what I noticed. Insane. Because you know, when you have like 20 grand of your own money on the line trading it, every time you lose anything, it hurts. But when you're sitting here trading 100,000, it's really just a way for you to leverage and it allows you to go in more as a lot size and you can get to your goals way quicker and I have no liability. I've proved to you guys that I can trade I'm part of the TFT fam and I'm trading. You're locked and in. And if I make money, I make money. And yeah, going back into the whole firms, like FTMO never changed. I have nothing against them, but they just never changed. I've been with the funding talent, which I made most of my money in. I made over 80 grand there. And then one month I was up 20 grand, quit my job. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend had just moved to downtown Tampa. So I quit my job. Our bills are insane. Just our rent was over three grand. Mm -hmm. You know, our car payments were a thousand. Like everything, it was all like we had high bills. Mm -hmm. I had decent money saved up. And I had this account that was making 24 to 25,000 per month consistently. And they had this thing over there where if you failed the account, all you had to do was just like pay the fee again and they reset it and you started back at 100 funded, mm -hmm. which I thought was cool, but it always was catchy, right? So. I stayed with them and then one month I wake up to her just like, you know, waking me up, like, wake up, did you read the email? I'm like, no. To who? Bo Je Jessica? <laughs> From Funding Talent? No, your girlfriend. No, no, my girlfriend. My girlfriend's waking me up. <laughs> my girlfriend's waking me up, like, read the email coming from the Funding Talent and I'm opening it up and boom, done. Company's yeah. out of business, account's gone, nothing you can do. So now I had just quit my job. I went from 24000 a month to zero and I have all these bills coming in. I have a savings that can get us through 
X amount of months. Oh my God. And if I didn't, you know, it's hard to get a job back then. Like I didn't have the JP Morgan under my resume. It was yeah. like, if I had to get a JP Morgan, I had to like almost like beg someone to get that, right? So- <laughs> You do a lot of networking. Correct. So I had of- to go back to like my old like jobs. Like I used to be in retail banking in college too. And like those don't pay much, you know? Yeah. And it's not a job I want to do. So it's like- It's a good segue though into a career. It is. For, that's yeah. what I did. Exactly. Yeah. It led the path to like where I am now. But at the time I was scared shitless, you know, because- I do come from a family that has money. So my parents, it's not like we're, we come from a third world country, yep. but we're always like upper middle, up, mm-hmm. upper middle, close to upper class. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just, my dad always taught me. Like the he's business the most, owners? Yeah, my dad's an entrepreneur. Okay. He owns like a big um, walkie talkie company. He's a, he's a wholesaler for Motorola. Okay. And he sells like walkie talkies, jammers, scammers to like the militaries. So he has like a really, really good business and he's yeah. done it for as long as I can remember. But to him, there was no, the only reason why he was where he was is because of his business in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. So if you're really not a business owner in Lebanon, especially nowadays talking about Forex, their currency is eating shit. It's mm-hmm. so like when I left, $1, one US dollar equated to 1500 Lebanese liras, mm-hmm. right? Now $1 is 100,000 Lebanese liras. So if you're getting paid in Lebanese liras, you took a thousand percent cut on your job that Talk year. Talk about inflation. Exactly. Jeez. So yeah, we think we have it bad here as far as inflation goes, which we do to like in relative, like I'm feeling it, everybody's feeling it, like mm-hmm. inflation sucks. But over there, I don't know how they're surviving. Right. They're you know? not, I mean, they're not like, it's, yeah. you know. So it's starving. like, it's crazy. You can barely like put food on the table. You're starving. You're skipping two meals a day. You're yep. just having to do whatever you got to do to make ends meet. So to me, I have like the perfect balance from my dad. I always grew up seeing how ambitious he was. My mom never worked. She raised us, which I obviously want to do in the future. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to put, once the time is right, obviously, like right now, work, do what, like my girlfriend works. Mm-hmm. She has a, she has her own dog walking business though. So it's pretty cool actually, because we live in downtown Tampa. Okay. So it pretty much handles everybody's dogs. A lot actually, of dogs in Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's a really good business. But, um, you know, eventually when we have kids and stuff, like I, she's not going to be working. That's yep. not, I don't believe in that. Like I am, the, I am who I am because my mom raised me. Yep. You know, I didn't have a stranger raise me, which could have been a good thing for some people. For me, I became Alex Zaka because of my mom, you know, and my dad giving her the um, comfort of being able to just do her job while we're, um, you know, just going to school, doing whatever it is. And we don't have to worry about calling it's security. The at the end exactly. Of the day, yeah. And my dad just, you know, always been an entrepreneur, ambitious as hell. I've never seen anybody work as much as him. He doesn't even have to work and he does. But, you know, when like right now in Lebanon, there's tough times, right? Mm-hmm. So all his money's in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And to get a little bit personal here, the banks shut down mm-hmm. temporarily. Mm-hmm. So if you have a million dollars in Lebanon, you can't access a dollar of it. Sheesh. So for the longest time, my dad would just wire 10, 20 grand, 10, 20 grand to pay the bills, send us to school, whatever it is, live a great life, live mm-hmm. in a great home. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he can't wire a dollar. So Damn. what do you have to do? When did this start, the bank? Three years ago. So he oh hasn't been able God. to bring a single dollar from Lebanon, from his operational business in Lebanon. To this day, it's making great money. It just goes into an account that you can't access. However, it's going to open up eventually. So we're praying so, on that day that it's happens. It's like Binance or like an exchange. Exactly. God damn. But when it happens, he learned his lesson. This time he's going to bring it all. He'll yep. pay the taxes on it, whatever. And then you'll move on. Yeah. But that's just something he's having to live with right now. He downgraded his life. Obviously, they have to. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that, seeing how like he's still positive, like going from what they used to have to what they have now. And seeing how they are is to me like it just it's an eye opener, you know. Yeah. Like my dad will do whatever he has to do to get to where he needs to get, and that's kind of like the my approach with everything. Like you'll always see me working, you'll always see me prioritizing things that are more important than bullshit. 
I know how, I know how to have a great time too, but mm-hmm. like there's times for that. It's not every weekend. You know, it's not five days a week. I don't just find excuses to go out and drink. Like that time's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my great mentors too once told me, not even a Forex mentor, just a life mentor. Like they even told me you're either going to work super hard when you're young and then enjoy the rest of your life or you're going to enjoy your young life and then work when you're older. Fuck that. You know, and I don't want to do that. I'd rather no. work hard now when I can, when it doesn't seem like it's hard. It's mm-hmm. just another day. And then that way, when I'm in my 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, I can provide a great life, not have to work as much, optimize a bunch of things, and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my mentality. I think right now, because I work, you know, super hard, uh-huh. and we're obviously, we're running this business. We have seven other businesses. Like, there's a lot going on, right? And... I see some people out there right now and they're traveling around and they're like, I'm enjoying my twenties and all this stuff. And they're like, uh, why worry about money when I can worry about, you know, relationship or something, you know what right. I mean? And I'm just like, you are again, squandering this opportunity that we have, like just straight exactly. up, like you're letting emotions get the best of you. Like mm-hmm. literally lock in, build skills. Now focus on build, making money, whether it's a nine to five or, you know, uh, your own business, whatever. And do the work that you need to do while you have this energy now. I mean, listen, 100%. I work really hard, but at the end of the day, I can still go out a couple exactly. nights a week. I could still, you know, take off the afternoon, whatever. And I enjoy life as much as someone who's just fucking off all the time. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, to me, like a lot of my old friends used to look at it like that. Like, oh, he's not having fun. He's always just working. He doesn't care about drinking or whatever it was. Right. Right. But now, you know, they're still doing what they're doing. I'm on a different level and they're going to eventually, yeah, they're eventually going to feel that like when things get to the point where, all right, now you're 30. All right. Where are you in life? Mm -hmm. You know, you just want to start now because now you think, all right, all my friends now have families. I don't really have anybody to go out to. Maybe now it's time to start. Well, now you're 12, 15 years behind. You're fucked, dude. Like you're fucked. Yeah. No one's going to give you the same. No one's going to take you as serious. You know, like people, when they talk to me or they want to come up to me to talk to me about a business opportunity or anything, any side hustle, they know that I'm coming in 100%. I've tried it all, man. I've tried e-com, failed. It wasn't my thing. I've tried social media marketing. I've tried every single thing out there. I've won 100%, every single one. My passion hasn't clicked with any of them. It was all just for money. My one passion was Forex. And that's my thing. That's your thing. That's my thing. That's it, man. I've tried a bunch of stuff too. Yeah, I've tried a bunch of things as well. And I think... At the end of the day, it's the most important to find what are you what are you good at? What do you have talent in? And then how Correct. can you be passionate enough to, you know, have that talent become exponential and become ultimately a skill level that can return a, a ton of money. But even going back to like the point of like people that are out there that are drinking that are this and they're coming to you and they're like, Why aren't you drinking? Or aren't you mm-hmm. like if you're if you don't know what to say to these people. Just literally tell them you're trying to be the boss. Correct. You're trying to boss up. You're trying to be the boss. So you guys go enjoy yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Nothing against it. At the end of the day, you know, whoever bosses up the most, whoever does the work, whoever sacrifices, uh, listen, you guys have fun. You're going to end up working for me. And that's fine. Exactly. You're going to either work for me or by some way or another be impacted by work that I do. And you might not even might not even know, but that's the path um, that you choose. So. For you, I mean, listen, it's a, th- like we mentioned in the beginning, this is a tough game, right? This is this is not easy. No. Um, it's very stressful. It could be very anxious and all this. How do you maintain like a good mental space to keep going? Honestly, so like I said, I, I live in downtown. So my view from my where I live is like the city and the water. So I get mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. So just my trading space is amazing. Like if I just want to look right, I'm looking at water and then I'm looking at downtown. So it's, yep. it's a great view. 
And then, which is important, environment's big. Huge, huge. You can't trap yourself in four walls. I mean, you'll go nuts. And then the second biggest thing is that I found works for me is just taking care of my body. So like, I'll go to the gym a lot. I'll get one massage a week at least. That to me is huge. I mean, people Mm -hmm. look at it like, why are you getting massage every single week? (laughs) It's insane. I mean, the amount of pressure you have in your neck, back, everything. You go once a week. You just release those knots. You release that steam. It keeps you like just focused on everything that's going on in your life. Reading books, another one for me. I, I read a lot of books. So that helps me like, you know, it just keeps, every book brings a different skill. Every book teaches me something different. The massage helps me relieve some stress. Mm-hmm. The gym does the same thing. And then when I'm on the charts, it's strictly business. You know, like I said, I try to be off the computer as much as I can. I don't like to overtrade. So that's why I said, going back to like a conversation earlier, we were talking about, I only trade Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sunday, when the market opens, I let it do its thing the whole day, all the way till like Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern. If it doesn't look like it's ready to be traded, I'll let Monday run to first London session, let it be. And then I don't start my trading till Tuesday morning. And then I'll run through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, and I'll leave Friday go because Friday, every Friday is a lot of news. It's all packed in from 8.30 a.m. to 12, and the market's going to close at 5. I don't like to hold trades over the weekend. Right. So Friday's I, I a tough to day to trade. It. Yeah, like I've had great Fridays. But I've had really shitty ones too. So I just try to stay away from them. I realized that like my most consistent days are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Another thing I noticed, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the, the, the market's going one way. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the market's going in another way. So Tuesday, I really just try to finish whatever Sunday, Monday was doing. So if you had a bullish movement on EU Sunday, Monday, and it's looking great, I'll buy on Tuesday, hold it, and then expect a reversal Wednesday. And I'll write it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if I have to. But that's why I try to just trade the end of the first cycle and the beginning of the second. And I don't end on Friday. You know what I mean? What was uh what's been like the your biggest win in trading? My biggest win. Your biggest uh, trade. I made twenty three thousand dollars. And so and not the biggest. It's walk us through like that that setup and what happened. So it actually so if you want to talk about one trade, it wasn't just like it wasn't one execution. So it was Euro USD. And I stacked like 12 times. Mm-hmm. So I was in the trade. For those that don't know what a stack is, if you, you know, execute UASD at four lots and I'm in a cell, right? Say it goes the opposite direction. I'll re-enter at a different lot strategically. So that way when it goes back down, everything I missed out on here is now profits and it continues from where it went down. So it was your USD and it was COVID time, right when COVID hit, March 2020. And the whole world knew where things were going to go. Honestly, if you were a good yeah, trader, yeah. you made a lot of money in COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I a just, lot of volume. Correct. Yeah. I just rode that thing all the way up. Literally just stack, 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 stack. Moved everything to break even. Because at the time, my account was where I wanted it to be. So I was okay if even if the trade hit my break even, my payout was what I wanted it to be. So I wanted to see how high I can take it. And then when it got to 23000 I started freaking out. Because I've never, I've made 23000 in a month, yep. many months. But I've never made 23000 in a single day until that trade. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just made literally like eight or 10000 on gold going from Tampa to Chicago, just a flight. Like I, I literally <laughs> sold gold, landed, made 10000 <laughs> Literally, And then showed like my girlfriend and we're like, holy shit, let's yeah, go shopping. Like that's, it's, it's crazy. Shopping. Like that's, that's really what Forex, like that's why I love it so much. It's, it just opens so many doors. If you truly are good at it, you don't have to work that much to make insane money consistently. And you can live a great life. You mm-hmm. really could live the best life being a trader. But 
the amount of sacrifices, the reason why you don't see a lot of successful traders is because no one wants to take the sacrifice that we were talking about. Yeah, tell us the secret, right? Because you're, you're, you've been in the, the prop firm game for a while. You've mm-hmm. made money on different firms. You're now making money on TFT. Like people are like, what, why is this happening, right? Like, what do you boil it down to, right? Is it, is it your checklist? Is it this? Like, with what, TFT? With every, just in general, right? Yeah, like, so um, like the reason why I'm making money. Yeah, why are you able to make money? Yeah, like, so like I said, the checklist, the sacrifices that I took and the oh, the backtesting. I give it all back to backtesting, end of the mm-hmm. day, because once I found my strategy and I backtested it and it worked seven to eight out of 10 times, I knew this was it. Mm-hmm. And then I kept doing it. And if it kept winning seven to 10 different trades, I was good. A lot of people will just lose a trade and think, okay, this strategy is bullshit. I want a strategy that just wins all the time. Like if this happens, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Or they'll buy an AI and then they'll start using it. It wins five trades for them. It loses two. This AI is trash. That's not how the market works. You know, there's up and downs to everything. You're going to win. You're going to lose. As long as you're, there's five things in trading, right? You can either win big, win small, lose big, lose small, or break even right? As long as you can remove one of those five, which is losing big, you're going to be a profitable trader. Like to me, if I do any of those four, I'm a winner. So if I win big, great. If I win a little, awesome. If I break even, great. If I lose a little, I'm okay with it. I've never heard anyone say this before. Yeah, It's actually pretty cool. So it's when you sit here and now your losses are bigger than your wins, you have a problem. You have to Figure out your trading strategy. You need to see what you're doing wrong. You need to see if you're cutting your profits too soon and you're letting your losses just run. That's the problem. And that's a very common thing with traders. A lot of people have this thing where like this trade, they'll execute a trade. They think it's going to go up. It starts going the other way and they keep telling themselves, I'm not getting out. I'm not wrong. They Everybody hates to be wrong, right? So they don't just like to, all right, this is my SL. Let me stick to it. If it hits it, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Very few do that. And the ones that do that are the ones that are successful. And that's where I realized I became more successful. As I started to stick more to that game plan where an SL wasn't the end of the day. It was just the part where this trade's dead, move on to the next versus just keep moving your SL so it doesn't hit. And next thing you know, it just keeps going all the way down. And now instead of you losing 1,000, you lost 4,500. Now you're in a bad place. So if I can take 10 trades, ideally in a month, I'd want to win seven out of eight of them. And I'd want those seven or eight to be to fall into any of those four categories without being the big loss. If you take one big loss and you have an 80% win rate, ideally you're still going to be negative that month. Because if you're taking 500 here, 500 here, 1,000, 1,000, 500, and then you lose that four, then you lose the three, two trades that you lose out of the 10, your yeah, thoughts. your strategy works, right? Yeah. Like my strategy is going my way seven to eight out of 10 times. But if those two times I'm losing everything I made in the seven, what's the point of the strategy? Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out a way to control risk. And that's what I've been working on since I've developed all these bad habits at, at, at first. And now I'm just trying to fix them. And that's all it is. So now I got introduced to TFT, love them. When it comes to pricing, when it comes to overall everything, customer service, payout speed, payout split, everything. I mean, it's no other firm out there can even come close. And that's where I move my business fully. I traded with my Forex funds, great firm, nothing against it, just doesn't compare to TFT. I've traded with FTMO, I've traded with the funding talent, I've traded with the um, instant funding, all these firms out there, not every single one has its pros and cons, but if you're looking to become a full-time trader or something that you wanna rely on, so like not just, because you can go get funded tomorrow with any firm, but you don't know if they're gonna stay in business. So what's the point of getting funded? It doesn't, you don't get that, satis- you don't get that accomplishment from it. 
But if I get funded from TFT, it feels great because A, they're not going anywhere. B, I know I'm getting paid out. I got paid out and I got paid out very fast compared to other firms. I didn't have to take a week off between trading cycles. A lot of a lot of companies out there, you know, you request a payout on a Monday. You're not getting it till Friday. Now you missed the whole week. So really your months are three weeks at a time. Yeah, and now we're doing the 24-hour payouts too because the automation is in place. Yeah, and I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. That's and, crazy. And That's listen, unheard of. You, you said something when we were talking before about you traded with funding talent. You had that bad experience. You they you did lost the money that you made. And then how long did you take off from prop firms? Six to eight months. I took six to eight months because to me at the time, A, I was in a bad place. I had no income, so I couldn't take a risk. Mm -hmm. And then B, I had like a bad taste in my mouth about prop firms. It took me a while to trust someone. And the second, I'm telling you, the second I got the TFT, things felt right. Everything felt right. If anything, I remember like I didn't get my credentials for like, I don't know what it was. I think when I got funded, I signed and it said something about like 24 hours. I didn't get them. And I reach out within literally 10 minutes, someone responded and I had them. I mean, they, I've never seen a quicker turnaround when it comes to reaching out to Nuts. customer service. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, I don't know what you do. Hats off to you guys. I'm telling you, I've been with almost every prop firm. I'm not just saying this cause I'm on this podcast. I'm truly saying, I mean, I just met you today. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats TFD, and that's a fact. I mean, I trust them truly with my entire heart. Yeah, and I, he said before the podcast, he was, you were like, uh, you know, what are we going to talk about, this and that. Right. And I'm just like, listen, like, we need to be as authentic as possible at the and end of the did. day. And I told you, I was like, if you wanted to come on here and trash the company, it's what the people want to hear at the end of the right. day. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's, whatever like, it is, the authenticity is right. what we want to be Because I at. didn't want to talk about the bad experience that I had with funding talent and make it seem like problems are not the move. But I'm telling you, it's just every prop firm is different. Some prop firms come out. We, as traders, we don't know their intentions. The best thing you can do is trade good, do your research, look at reviews, which if you look at reviews for TFT, it's, they're insane. Everybody's happy. Everybody's getting payouts. Payouts don't get denied unless you break a rule. And, you know, every firm has its rules. Stick to the rules. Don't do something. You can't complain if you break a rule and they don't pay you out. That that's, doesn't make sense. You're trading their money. You're trading under their rules, stick to it, and you'll get paid. If you do what they tell you to do and you make money and they don't pay you out, then that's a problem. But that's never happened. It's, it's a big it's problem. Insane. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. If, what kind of company are you? You know, like so many companies are doing that. And to me, like, that's why I stopped doing the whole, I used, I used to have my own company where I would fund people and then I would help them trade, by but they would use my signals to make money. Yep. Stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Because A. There's a lot of money in that. There's a lot of money. There is. But it's a sketchy business. Exactly. So. It's one thing to, you know, there's a difference between good money and bad money, right? Like mm -hmm. I want to make good money the right way, you know? So with that being said, if I'm getting my brother or my friend into this thing and now you invested into my service, you invested into that service, you get funded, we're celebrating, you make money, you request a payout, it gets, it gets declined because the company did whatever. A lot of people that join don't have experience of trading, so they're not going to blame the firm. They're going to blame me. Blame you. So I figured, all right, you know what? Screw that. I'm just going to be my independent. I'm just going to be an independent trader. I'm going to do my own thing, trade my hours, trade when I want, call it quits. No one's going to expect me to just send them signals Monday through Friday. And if I miss a day, they're not going to understand why. It's not easy to be doing the signals. It's not. It's really no. not. And the thing is, it's it's kind of the way I ran in the beginning. I was young. So I didn't really know how to like structure it the right way because they were they just thought, you know, they're getting signals Monday through Friday. And if I didn't send them one on Tuesday, I wasn't doing my job. And like I said, going back to over trading, less is more, you know, so like realistic, if you can get two to three good signals, you're set instead of getting 10 and just winning half. Like there's no point. There's no point of quantity. It's quality always. So 
I stopped trying to teach people that. Like, I don't want to sit here and just go back and forth on text. Like, it's not me. It's not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. I'm willing to take the risk. If I'm of a firm that goes out of business, that's on me. I don't have to sit here and talk to 30, 50, 100 people about yep. why they went out of business and now what I'm liable for, right? Yep. So I just do my thing. I do my research. I'm with TFT. I love TFT. And I'm with y'all. That's it. And I'm going to be buying different accounts, running them all. Every single account's going to have its own goal. Once I hit the goal, I'm done trading. I'm not looking for the 200,000. For those that do that, great for them. Eventually, my time is coming with real money and all that. And like, mm -hmm. if I'm really comfortable, say my fifth account, I'll go boss of the wall if I have to. But then that, the problem with that, it breaks everything that I stand on. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Goes against the strategy. Exactly. Yeah. Like it goes against my 1% a day. It goes against my discipline. It goes against my gambling. All that stuff. Like I don't want to sit here and just go for $100,000 on a $100,000 account. You know, that's a hundred, that's a hundred percent return. Yep. It's not, it's possible. It's not consistent. It's not sustainable. And to me, like I'm trying to make Forex be a full-time thing eventually and just a hundred percent. Question for you. Of course. Do you, um, uh, <clears throat> like I know people nine to fives typically do this. Um, do you allocate like a certain amount of money per month to buying challenges at all? Or how do you go about like buying challenges versus trading your accounts and stuff like that? So usually, I mean, at this point where I am right now, I just kind of, you know, if I, if I'm over, if, if I'm already funded and I'm making money, that money goes into a business account mm -hmm. and then that money just gets stashed up. And if I happen to lose the account for whatever reason, I just buy the account from that. Yep. But you know, if I didn't have that kind of money, that's kind of the strategy. That's what the strategy would be. It would be, you know, work a nine to five. If I'm keeping $500 a month extra, put it aside, wait for a good, you guys are the best when it comes to promotions. Mm -hmm. And wait for a great promotion where there's always one around the corner. Get into it. <laughs> there's and always one around the corner. There really is. I mean, I'll it's get in with three different ones. And it's, it's cool because you guys don't just run with like a discount, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of like what's most important to you as a trader. So some mm -hmm. people, sometimes you guys come out with a discount that's just the price. That can work for great for people that are on a budget that just want to get started and have a higher income. For other people, it's not the challenge money. It's how much am I going to keep? So you do these 90% mm -hmm. um, promotions, which are great. You have just so many different ones that fit different traders, and that's what I like about it, you know? Yep. So I'm telling you, man, no complaints. Hats off to you guys. You're doing great. Yeah, we are working on right now. Um, so the standard challenge was our original one. Which one do you buy? I, I've bought the Royal, and I like, so far my favorite is the Rapid. Okay, so the standard was the, because I don't want to shit on the standard if that's your right. thing. The standard <laughs> was, our original, was our original challenge that we launched with. It was great, 6% daily drawdown, which no one else did, 12%. Um, max drawdown, which no one else did, you know, fantastic. But what we're seeing lately is it's not as popular. Um, the Royal is the most popular challenge uh -huh. by far rapid as well. So those are the most popular challenges in the, in the thing. So we're kind of thinking about how do we shake things up, uh, with the standard, obviously in the industry, a big thing right now is, uh, profit splits from phase one and two, yep. and then also, uh, the no time limits thing, yeah, right? That's, that's a, it's a huge thing. Huge. Um, so we're thinking of, and I'm interested in your, your feedback. We're thinking of doing the standard. We're going to make it similar to FTMO, how it's like 10% profit target, 10% max drawdown, 5% daily with the option to purchase the 6% daily or the 12 if you'd oh, like, okay. if you want to lock that up. But then we're going to do the unlimited trading days for phase one and two each. Um, and then the profits from phase one and two, either 10 or 15. So we're trying to shake things up and do that for the for the standard. Now, the differentiator is I know the Royal, 
um, you can use the EAs. EA, correct. You know, people like that. EAs, the news trading, it's open. Right. Um, for the rapid, do you do the swing or the regular? Regular. Regular. Because okay. I don't hold trades over the weekend. Okay, fair enough. And so the regular, you have um, the higher leverage. Correct. Right, for example. Yep. Um, which, you know, some people like it. So, so it sounds like you don't hold the trades over the weekend. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, so we're trying to shake things up. New challenge. Obviously, you've probably seen the unlimited trading days from a few other firms. Right? It's becoming quite popular. So do you believe, like, in your opinion, like the unlimited trading days, like how much of a differentiator is that with everything? So to me, it's not that I think 30 days isn't enough. I've never used the entire 30 days. Usually I finish a phase within a week or two, mm -hmm. max. So that's why I like the rapid because there's not there's no minimum days. There's none of that. Once I hit, once I'm done, I move on to the next phase. But back to that, um, I don't think it's not enough to get 30 days. I just think people perform worse when they're under pressure, especially a time limit. Mm -hmm. So just them knowing that, like, all right, there's 30 days, I gotta get to 8,000, and say, especially if they go the other way right away. And they start making some bad decisions to get to yeah. where they need to, and then they lose the account. Mm -hmm. So I think making it unlimited sounds great because it's just going to allow them to sit back, take their time, and just go trade by trade, percent at a time, or whatever their strategy is to get to where they need to without feeling pressured that, all right, I bought the challenge January 1st, February 1st is my last day, I got to make this happen, right? So it just depends. I mean, are you still going to do it where if they go back to positive over 100, they just get a free reset? Well, I mean, listen, there's no trading, there's no trading days, right? So the technically you can't get a retry. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. why, that's yeah, why I haven't, mind. that's why I haven't been a fan of them because when I used to trade the challenges, I used to always love that you could get a retry. Exactly. It's like a re you get the fresh reset. And I'm be honest, I was like a break even trader. Like to right. be honest, I could pull up my FTMO. I like would go break even a ton of times on challenges. Right. Um, and that's kind of just where I was at. And then like, so I would get retries like all the time. So right. with the unlimited trading days, like you don't get retries, you know, because yeah, it's not it makes sense. Yeah, it just didn't click. Yeah, and at first I was the same way. I'm like, so retries, what happened? And, and then someone's like, it's unlimited. Day. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. like, you don't get. So that's you sacrifice that realistically. Yeah, I know, you know that's true. But I don't know. To me, like to me personally, it makes no difference whether you put 30 days in front of me or unlimited. Mm -hmm. But I have heard a lot of people, even when I'm in a lot of like different trading groups, mm -hmm. they complain about prop firms just being unrealistic that you have to make that kind of money in just 30 days. Yep. So if you just eliminate that and you show them that they can truly do it in less time, yep. they'll realize that it's not that old, like it's not that hard to make 10% mm -hmm. in 30 days or 8% yep. in 30 days. So at the end of the day, like whether you have unlimited days or 30 days, I feel like Myself as a prop trader, you as a prop trader, I mean, you're trying to get funded. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you choose the rapid. Like exactly. you're trying to get funded. You're trying to get paid. Like Correct. time is a big, a big element of this. Um, so I think no matter what, people are going to try to get, you know, trade and get funded fast. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've yeah. been having my eyes on the night one. That that looks good. Yeah. The one phase. The one phase and I like seven it. days, seven day payouts. Because um, really the big. only con to it is the little daily that you have. But yep. to me... I don't go that high anyway. It's like, I'm not trying to, if I'm sitting here risking 5,000 every day, it's a problem, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, if I'm only risking 1% a day, whether it's 3% daily or five, there's no difference to me. So it's, I have my eyes on it. I might, that, that might be the next challenge. We're throwing buy. around an idea too. My Forks Funds um, does this program. It's called Accelerated. I've heard um, of it. Yeah. And it's basically like instant funding. Correct. Like you pay more upfront. They have two. One of them is rapid. One of them is accelerated. The rapid 
I never liked because it was ac- it's actually like the funding talent program Correct. where you get you get funded right away but you only earn 12% of what you make and then some gets put into like your funded account right, or whatever yeah. you unlock it and I always hated that because of funding talent cuz I Correct. Like, there's so many rules and like it's so such a gray area it's hard to understand yeah. but we're considering cuz because of feedback we've gotten either that one or the accelerate and the accelerate is interesting it's more money up front um but you get funded right away it's like 50 percent profit splits but then you can scale up so we're looking into that stuff i just don't you know i like the two phase more the one phase is good the drawdowns less so it protects us whatever you know that's interesting it's it's attractive to people but i've always just liked the two phase evaluation more because at the end of the day it's more opportunity for you like Correct. it's less expensive. Yeah, it's harder. But at the same time, it's like, all right, get better. Correct. You know what I mean? And get better at trading so you can unlock that level. Right. So, you know, it's not easy, guys. Like this this person, this man, like that's been able to accomplish things, been accomplished. Like you hats off to you. Like Thank you've been you. crushing Thank it you. and like you definitely have a system and whatever you're doing to maintain the psyche and everything like that. Like hundred percent. There's you know no overnight success in this whatsoever. Like you need to know what you're doing to get into this, you know? So it's like you just practice. Like I said, man, you're going to fail. Cha- I've failed so many. I've failed more challenges than I've had funded. But overall, I've made way more than I've lost. So to me, that's a good business model, you know? Hell yeah. It's like, yeah, I can dish $400 all you want. But if I'm making 24000 a month, you, where, where else are you going to get that risking none of my own money other than $400? Because the next month, you're giving me that back. You know, not to mention, you get your refund literally back for whatever you paid for. So at that point, you're risk-free. Yeah. So if you make $1, you're up. I'm losing nothing. You know what I mean? That's yep. where I'm all invested because it makes so much sense. So like going back to what I said, if anybody tells you they haven't lost a challenge, it's bullshit. I mean, the best bullshit. traders lose challenges. It's just yeah. some certain market situations, your strategy is just not going to click. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in those where it makes you second-guess yourself, but you just got to stick to it, stick to your rules, remember what you used to do in bad situations. If it's a bad week, stop trading. You know, it is what it is. That's how I roll. Every every time I grab my phone, I'm going to my computer. Everything has to line up. It's a five-step checklist. And if it's not there, I can't trade it if it's four out of five. I can't trade it if it's three out of five. Everything needs to line up from D1 to M30 or I'm not going in. It's just that simple. And, it's, and I've been doing it for two years now consistently. And I went seven to eight out of 10. But starting with TFT, I did the 50,000. That's why my profit was 2,000. I'm going into the 100,000 next with the rapid, and I'm going to buy either the night or just two rapids, 100,000, and then work my way up from there. Because now I'm all in, because like I said, I was sketchy about prop firms, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to spend a lot of money, so I spent just enough on the 50. I've been dealing with you guys for over six to eight months now, just seeing how good you are. Like I said, the response time is insane. Payouts, fastest thing I've ever witnessed in my life. Everything's insane. So now I'm all in. So now it's not a problem to me. It's not a problem to me to buy accounts. That's the easy part. So now I trust you guys. I'm buying two rapids and I'll keep in touch with you. I'll show you what I'm going to do with them. I'm going to kill them. Dude, it's, it's wild how you you got so lucky to fly out to come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. know that, it's, it's crazy. It really <laughs> is. I know. It's because I was like, all right. I know I was successful with a different prop firm. Yep. But like I only made 2000 and I'm coming here. I mean, this is yep. crazy. I know. I know. I know a lot about trading. Like mm-hmm. I'm very. um I'm very resourceful when it comes to trading big time. Like I know a lot of my stuff. Like if you're sitting there with me and like trading a chart, you'll see, I know what I'm talking about. 
So I knew like I deserved this moment just because I don't mm-hmm. look at like money's not everything. Yeah. You know, some person can be in TFT making 50,000 doesn't make him a better trader than me. Right. I can make 50,000 if my life depended on it. You held the gun to my head and you said make 50,000, I can probably do it. Mm-hmm. I'm that confident. I You're can going do big it. with risk. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. I can make 50,000 in a month if I had to. You know, but I don't want to sit here where I'm just throwing home runs every time I sit behind the trading, you know, setup. Yeah. Every day is a new day. I have a certain goal. I want to reach it. I'm young. Once I get past that stage and my confidence goes even higher than where it is right now, I'll start making more money. Because, dude, in the beginning, I have screenshots on my phone. It's so funny. You look back six years when I first started trading, I used to, like, screenshot a $10 win, a $15 win, $30 win. Then it, then those became $50 days. Then the 50 became 100 And now we're celebrating $1,000 days, $10,000. And then I make 23000 one day. So, like... You see, if I just did that in six years with half the resources that I had back then, what's there to come in the next 10 years? That's how I look at it. I'm only 24. So if, by the time I'm 34, I would just make double what I'm making now. I'm in a very good place. If I can You're take chilling. it from 24 to 50,000 a month, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I am. And I just very systematic, very disciplined. I don't judge traders by how much money they make. To me, it's all about consistency and their mindset and how long you're keeping your account. The first question I'm asking you as a funded trader is how long have you had your account? To me, it's not how much you made. It's great to make money, but if you're sitting here one month being funded and the other six trying to get it back, you're not a good trader. No. You got lucky or you know the market just worked out in your favor. Good for you. Good job. To me, if I had to hire a training team, that, that guy's not one of them. I need to see a system, and then once the system is there... Then you can go in big and make big, and that's what Jason Stewart did. You know, he had a, he had a six figure day. He's made a hundred thousand three times in his trading career in one day. That's huge, right? And it didn't that didn't come overnight. It came through him like sacrificing so much money, time, you know, debt, everything, relationships, all that stuff goes into it, man. I mean, there's a lot of things. That, I mean, you know, my ex. I don't want to talk about it right now on this podcast, but long story short, she just didn't agree with how I did things. Yep. And that needs to go. That Those are my passions. If you can align with them, you're welcome to stay. Because, you know, you were saying don't waste your time with, like, a lot of people just waste their times of, like, relationships. Mm-hmm. That's how I looked at it, too. Like, I didn't plan on being in the relationship that I am right now. That just happened. But it happened because it felt right. Like, she's the one. And you mm-hmm. know someone's the one when you're with them and you see how you guys, the energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she supports everything she I supports, do. She supports you. That's all it she's comes been down with to. Me yeah. at, she's been with me at my highest She's been with me at my lowest. Remember when I told you the funding talent went away mm-hmm. and I started blowing my savings account? I expected her to truly just get up and leave. Why would you stay through that? If she she didn't have to work, everything was getting paid for. We're going out to the best restaurants, tomahawks left and right. <laughs> Little, yeah, I'm telling you, dude. There Tom was Hugs. no like worry about money. <laughs> oh and then overnight God. that changed. I was like, all right, if I was her, I would have left. You know, what's yeah. in it? But seeing truly like how much she's invested in me and she always tells me she believes in me and what I can, she knows what I can do. Mm-hmm. She's the one, dude. Yeah, that's it. That's when you know, hundred you know percent. Like saying? she stuck with me at my best and my lowest. You know, and then that's that's all happened within like three years. So like you know, she's that's the big. One. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, whether it's long term or short term, she's definitely an important part of the journey. You 100%. know, right now, and like you know, hats off to her. Right. Um, I mean, you know, we're obviously gonna all go for dinner tomorrow. We'll meet yeah. and everything like we'll that. But dude, to it. I'm happy for you though that you you know been able to find a partner. Um, that supports you in that way because you know it's it's very critical. It's very I mean, dude. It, you have the I've wrong seen people, people around their whole thoughts. life. Yeah. I've seen people throw their entire life away over a girl, yeah. And that's the same girl that will turn around and stab them right in the back five years down the road. And now they just threw away great relationships, great opportunities, great everything. And now they're sitting there with nothing. 
and you know they move on to better mm -hmm. you know what i mean and to me that's always stuck with me like i said like i'm very picky about who i choose and this one just happened like it wasn't like i went looking out for it you know yeah. it just felt it was right time. it happened it was time it was time you know i want to do an analogy so um you've talked about like scaling up right mm -hmm. so it's like putting up x amount of money and now you're on a 50k and now you're gonna maybe go to 100k so you're putting on more capital right shit like this and i want to relate that even to um like this podcast right so we'll talk about like business for a second so mm -hmm. you're uh like you said it's like oh you were surprised that we flew you out da, 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 you only got two thousand dollar payout right so to talk through like strategy for the podcast, like transparently right now, we've just been inviting people from like the southeastern part of the US, like uh -huh. kind of Florida, all of like, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, like right. all these, you know, areas, South Carolina, right? We've just been looking for the immediate area. Um, because I mean, transparently, like we're paying for your flights, paying for your hotel, like right. it's cost money to bring we're going to go out to dinner tomorrow night, we're gonna right. spend money, like it's gonna be fun. But like it's kind of like, all right, we're starting off with a small budget. And we're gonna see how it does. And then, I mean, look at the video we posted yesterday. It got 20,000 views in a day, you know yep. what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, we're now starting to see something, starting to catch some traction. Maybe now it's time we start to open. Maybe we have the budget now. I can go back to the team and say, hey, listen, these are the results. Da -da -da -da. Let's expand the budget to this level. Let's scale up right. and let's start to fly people out from the UK. Let's start to fly people out from other states in the US, maybe Western, whatever. You know, Let's start to spend a little more money and up the return. Maybe we hire someone to take my spot. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like we bring new team members on, stuff like that. So in any any business, you know, you're starting like you gotta start small, right? Get Correct. it, prove that the product is there, prove that your skill is there, trade on a demo, trade on your own account, right? Do whatever, and then scale up into a 10k funded account, 25k exactly. funded account, 50k, 100k. 100%. You know, it's it's literally like that in any single business, and that's uh, that's, that's the strategy that we're doing with the podcast. And, yep. you know, that's how you make money and make logical business decisions. Scale yeah, up. I mean, of course, I've been very grateful and blessed to be here. I mean, this is awesome. The amount of good relationships I'm going to build, these could be a lifetime. You never know what we could make out of this in the future. But in anything in life, everybody always wants to shoot to the top right away. They start a company. If it doesn't make the money they want it to make in six months, they just clean their hands with it. They move on. But that company yep. could have made it, you know? So it's like you have to, like you said, you have to make sure the product works. If you believe in it and it works and you're very confident in what you have to offer, there's no reason why you don't let Expand. the whole world know about it, you know, because now yeah. you know you have the best. I just told you TFT is the best, you know what I mean? And I've traded with every firm. That could just be my opinion. It could be biased, but it's not. Mm -hmm. I've done it, you know, and I've traded with every firm. So there's, who's going to stand up to me and say this firm's better, you know what I mean? Give me your reasons because I've been with every, almost every firm that had a sort of a reputation, right? And nothing compares to TFT. And now that I'm telling you this, like, scale up, man. Like, you guys are great. I'm telling you, it's hats off. I pre no, I really appreciate it. I mean, it's, it's props to the team and everyone involved. And, you know, obviously we're we're passionate about the product. Like, dude, of course. I, you know, I come from the same cloth as all the people that are trading in the industry and, yeah. and whatnot. So I think that Listen, like the job is not done. At the end of the day, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of things that we can improve. But at the end of the day, like we're just, we're doing what we're meant to be doing. You know what I Correct. mean? We're doing what we're meant to be doing. Um, It's an interesting opportunity for everybody out there. Like people that don't know, you know, what what it is. It's like this, this challenge, like this obstacle that you can overcome in the form of you trading these accounts, like 
this truly is putting you to the test. Correct. You know what I'm saying? This yep. is really figuring out who has the skills to make money in the market. Like this is providing life-changing opportunity. Like I'm not just bullshitting. Like we've paid out $52 million. Oh, I know. I've seen that. You know I've what seen I'm saying? The like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's insane. It's a lot of fuck. It's a lot of money. And like, listen, oh, yeah. you know, there's people that own brokers, this and that. And like TFT is making a large impact on the world. You know, people are starting to take notice. You know, people are, things are starting to scale up. Like you said, we're trying to, we're trying to take things to the next level. We know that there's things that we need to improve. Everyone out there knows this as well. We love all our critics. We love all our supporters. Of like, course. Equally so. At the end of the day, I'm going to wake up and just in a straight line, go where I need to go. And that's why we're where we are now. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so no, listen, I appreciate your support, like genuinely. And, yeah, and obviously 100%. I'm to hear like, you know, your level of experience with the platform and like your feedback, it obviously brings joy to myself. Like Good. it's like, damn like this yeah, is dude, really hard work pays off yeah yeah for sure hard work pays off but like i said the job the job is not done um i say this in the tft discord like the battle continues but listen we're gonna wrap it up um right. with the pod i really appreciate you coming on here you said it was your first pod correct first, pod. first podcast ever yeah you did amazing man you Thank know props you. to you is there anywhere people can find you if not i know you're not really don't have a community or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram under Alexandre Zuck. I'd always, I don't have any like business where I'm going to charge you for anything. But if you're a trader that's stuck, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to break through, reach out to me. I'd love to help you out for free. I don't charge, just shoot out. My main goal is to just connect with traders and, you know, build that community. I don't really care about making money off of education. So just reach out to me. If I can just help you break one thing or one bad habit, I've done my job as a trader. So... Cool. Well, thanks thank everybody for, for tuning me. in. Yeah, of thank course. you. Let's go. Oh.